What's going on guys, your boy Elroy here and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Prep Igina, back again for a pretty quick episode of uh, YBE MMA. Nothing crazy going on this upcoming weekend, so I think this is the perfect opportunity for me to, yes, upload an episode, but kind of dial it back because... It's been a long, long week. So with that being said, let's talk about some of the news topics from this past week in MMA. Starting off, as always, with The Ultimate Fighter. And uh, we had another semifinal matchup with the Bantamweights. In this fight, we saw Brady in this episode we saw Brady Haston versus Vince Murdoch uh right in the first round Brady Haston is able to finish Vince Murdoch by TKO completely dominating him after Murdoch eventually blows out his knee uh about a minute into the fight uh we also saw a bit of a prank with Brian Ortega kind of playingly putting the biggest snakes I ever seen in Team Volkanovski's um, what's it called locker room, and uh, also we did get to see Ortega defeat Volkanovski in a game of cornhole. So if uh, you take that for what it's worth, Brian Ortega is bound to be the next UFC bantamweight champion. Uh, it was a fun episode. The fight was completely dominating. And uh, looks like for the Bantamweights, it's going to be in the finals. Brady Haston versus Ricky Tercio, which should be a phenomenal fight, man. That Ricky Tercio is honestly, now that, hmm, I have a few. So now that Petrowski is out, my second and third favorite middleweights are still there. So we still have Gilbert Urbina, and we still have, obviously, Brian Battle. And those two, I think, are going to go to the finals. But Urbina next week has to defeat um, Trey, I believe his name is. So he has to defeat him to get to the finals. And then Ricky Tercio versus Brady is going to be a really, really fun fight. But uh, Ultimate Fighter has been good. I've been trying to preach that since it started. Uh, Before we get into the biggest news of the week, let's talk about my favorite, one of my favorite all-time fighters, Anderson Silva. He returns later this month. To the boxing ring to face none other than the Huntington Beach bad boy, Tito Ortiz. Uh, this will be contested at 195, I believe is what I heard. And uh, yeah, Anderson Silva is a huge favorite, respectfully so. Uh, we did think that he was going to fight a name that we don't like to bring up too much. Uh, but one of the brothers, we did think that that was his next fight. But it seems like it's not. 
and we will see Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz. My thought process is that they do that fight as long as Anderson Silva can come out unscathed. He will fight the brother later on this year. So that should be good. Silva looked great. Great in his last performance in the boxing ring. Like, he looks so rejuvenated at what, 45 years old? Insane. But let's get into the biggest news of the week. Unfortunately, coming from all the MMA news outlets, we have come to the end of the career of Hinaldo. Jacare Souza, <laughs> which, which is really sad to say out loud. Like, uh, you know, someone who's been fighting since two thousand three, one of, if not, the, the greatest jujitsu practitioner in MMA, and just someone who evolved as the years went on. Like, yes, we knew him as a grappler. But then he was able to really hone in on his striking skills. And it became, especially towards the latter part of his career, it really became his bread and butter. Think about what he was able to do in the Yoel Romero fight. Think about what he did to Chris Weidman, you know, his last win before he went on the the really bad losing streak, you know, he he crushed Chris Weidman. And, and at that point, you know, his career was, was really up and down, and, and Weidman's was as well, but it was still great to see him, you know, finish somebody on the feet. It was awesome to watch. Uh, Jacare, always respectable, always respected. 41 years old, he has absolutely nothing to prove, especially after getting his arm broken last time he was in the cage. You know, he was he was someone who was always heavily promoted, like always on main cards, you know, co-main event, main event, you know, in his time, he was really great and uh Congratulations, Jacare. I hope you have a phenomenal retirement. I hope you get a lot of rest. And uh, whatever you're on to do next, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you for the years of entertainment. That's it for the news, though. Let's get into this past weekend's event, UFC 265. Lewis versus Gone. From the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas, we saw UFC 265. And as always, when your expectations are low, they're always exceeded. This card performed incredibly well. Let's start off in the prelims. We had, we saw. <laughs> Miles John defeat Anderson Dos Santos by TKO in the third round, putting Anderson down with an overhand right. 
and earning himself $50,000. That Miles Johns is a problem. He was, let's see, so he was a contender series product. He got signed in 2019. Didn't finish his fight at that point, but, uh, you know, performed well enough. He was 8-0 at the time. Performed well enough to earn that contract. When I first saw him, and it's not just because of the look, but I called him Little Little Mighty Mouse, or Big Mighty Mouse it would be. Because uh, he, you know, he has the frame, he has the look, and he has the skills. You know, he's he's got great striking. His wrestling is almost unmatched at that level right now, you know. And all he's done is one, you know. He had his debut in the UFC proper. He defeated Cole Smith by split decision. Then he took his first loss ever by TKO by Mario Batista. And then the last two performances are just incredible. Last year and uh, on the Halloween card, he finished Kevin Natividad by uppercut in the third round. And then, like I said, he finishes Anderson Dos Santos in the third round. What a performance from Miles Jones. And yeah, he earned himself $50,000 extra with that. Then we move on. Manel Kopp defeats Ode Osborne by flying knee, finally showing who Manel Kopp is. You see his movement and you know there's something dynamic there. And we haven't got to see it yet, but finally in this fight we saw it. Unfortunately <laughs> for him, he did miss weight. So I think that that, you know, kind of precluded him from getting that bonus. But what a flying knee. That was, that's something that you should definitely go back and watch. We keep it rolling. Jessica Penne, her second fight back from her suspension, she faces... Karolina Kovacavich, who hasn't fought since, uh, wasn't that long ago, 2020, January, or February 22nd, 2020, was the last time we saw her. Now, Jessica Penne was able to defeat Karolina by armbar in the very first round, right? You know, Pretty close to the end at that point. But let's talk about Carolina. So, <laughs> this is tough, man. So, she fought for a title, I believe, in November 12th of 2016 against Joanna Young Jacek. Obviously, losing that fight. And it was her... Her first professional loss. Listen to this. She's had only lost one time in the amateurs before that. And it was to Joanna. Young Jacek. But from there, it just spiraled her career out of control. She loses to Claudia Gedalia. She beats Jody Escabel. She defeats Felice Herrig. And then it's all downhill. Lost to Jessica Andrade, Michelle Waterson, Alexa Grasso... Yan Zhaonan, and now Jessica Penne. Now, those first four names, phenomenal names. 
Jessica, Michelle, Alexa, and Jan are just devastating in that cage. Really tough opponents. But then she faces someone like Jessica Penne, who we saw last time just kind of hold on for dear life. And, and you know, don't get me wrong. She, she dominated that last fight that she won when she returned. But it wasn't exciting. And this was exciting. So unfortunately for Carolina, she got styled on by someone with barely any style. So uh, I think this is the end of the road for her. And uh, good on Jessica Penne. She said she doesn't, she doesn't have a lot of time, but the time that she has, she wants to, she wants to cherish it and and you know perform, and that's what she did here. Let's talk about performing. Alonzo Menafield dominates Ed Herman. And defeats him by unanimous decision. We keep going with Vince Morales versus Draco Rodriguez. That was a decision victory by Vince Morales. And then in the fight of the night, these two guys earned themselves 50 grand each. We had Rafael Faziv defeating Bobby Green by unanimous decision. Uh, a lot of talk about the scorecards, but listen... The right man won. So that's, at least for me, what was important. Then we move on to the main card. Oh, wait. Before I move on, shout out to Rafael Faziv for calling out Hasbula. <laughs> because, you know that TikTok? Like, at first, I thought it was a joke or whatever. But, bro, I don't think it's a joke anymore. That's how I feel about Hasbulla. That's real. Because I thought it was so funny. And now, like, I find myself, like, searching out his videos because they're, like, addicting to watch. They are pretty funny. So, good on Rafael for uh, making himself known to Hasbulla. And Hasbulla Hub on TikTok has the best reaction video to this. I keep playing it over and over. It is so good. Uh, moving on to the main card, we had Song Yadong defeating Casey Kenny by split decision. You know, this division is extremely deep, and these two guys are ranked. But unfortunately for them, they are not the cream of the crop of that division. Uh, they, they're going to struggle when they continue to move up the ladder. Then we move on to Tisha Torres defeating Angela Hill by unanimous decision. Uh, just a rejuvenated Tisha Torres. Good on her. Unfortunately, Angela Hill falls to 13-10. and 10. Not the best record, but always someone that we look forward to see for some strange reason. I think it's because she's really personable. And she is skilled, don't get me wrong. But sometimes she just does not show up uh moving on to an incredible one round Vicente Luque defeats Michael Chiesa by submission Darsh choke this might have not have been fight of the night but this was my favorite performance of the night um Vicente Luque was able to get himself out of a really tough position with Kiesa on the ground and reverse it and get his own choke. I thought he was going to be out at one point when Michael Kiesa had his 
uh, rear naked choke on. And it looked like he had it tight under, but he couldn't get the hooks in. And Vicente Luque was able to get on his feet, kind of work his way around and, and get the dars. And I feel for Michael Chiesa, man. You can see the embarrassment on his face. You can really see the frustration. Like, you, you never know what's going on with these athletes, man. And, and Michael Chiesa is someone who ta- who's talked about him putting so much pressure on himself to perform. And unfortunately, you know, the, the lights got him this time. So I, I hope for a better outcome next time from Michael. I, I fully expect him to come back. And I'm looking forward to seeing what we could do at Vicente because he is someone, he's a fresh matchup for the champion and if the champion can get through Colby you got to believe that you know Vicente Luque is on the short list for that next shot <sighs> another phenomenal performance Jose Aldo defeats Pedro Munoz by unanimous decision Munoz didn't have anything for Aldo Aldo was whipping body shots uh it seems like they have kind of what do I say? They, they've replaced the leg kick for Josie Aldo, which is crazy to say, but it's working, man. He his body shot is insane. Good on Aldo, man, for you know thirty seven pro fights in, and still looks like he has a lot left in the tank. Then we move on to the main event. Surreal Gone defeats Derek Lewis by TKO in the very third round you know there was 100% a skill advantage with Gon versus Lewis but what I saw the most and what surprised me the most and I don't know if you guys pay attention this much to notice but Surreal Gon had an incredible strength advantage in this fight if you see anytime they clinched Gone was just able to get him off instantly. It was not an issue for Gone to move Derek Lewis around. And unfortunately, what I believe is that as soon as Derek Lewis felt that, Derek Lewis said, You know what? I'm going to take the rest of the night off. This is, as Mike said, historical moment of someone not showing up this is bad man and i don't want to beat him up too much it was in his hometown there was a lot of pressure but gone really seized the moment and put away the black beast the way that you know people that it's it's been forever since we've seen the black beast put down like that so good on surreal gone for making that happen and I'm looking forward to seeing the fight with him and Francis Ngannou. <laughs> that was UFC 265. Like I said, really really fun card. If I were you, I'd I'd go and uh search it out. But this weekend, no UFC, but we do have on Friday night the PFL and Bellator a double header if you will with phenomenal main events at the top so the main event for the pfl card is rory mcdonald versus ray cooper the third uh 
And some other notable fights, we had Magomed, Magomed Karimov versus Sadabusai. Then we have Clay Collard versus Roush Manfio, as well as the return of Blayson Tebow. Uh, yeah, this is this is pretty big card. There's there's a ton of fights here. Then we move on to Bellator 264. Again, a great main event. Gegard Musasi versus John Salter. Then in the co-main event, we have Andre Koreshkov versus Saba Hamasi. Uh, other notable names, Magomed Magomedov. And I believe... Oh, Pam Sorison is on this card. Kind of bugs me that she's uh, on the prelims when she is your new signee. Former Invicta featherweight champ and possibly the next challenger for Cyborg. If she can put a few wins together. So wouldn't you want to push her? I don't know. We've praised Bellator a lot lately. But if we have to call him out, we have to call him out. So uh, unfortunately, you know, it looks like there was... A lot of fights canceled, man. Um, shit, Danny Sabatella was supposed to fight. This could have been a way, way great card. But listen, the main event is worth the price of admission. So I will be tuning in tonight for Bellator and the PFL. But that has been this week's episode of YBE MMA. I am Josh Prepigina. You can find me on all forms of social media. Elroy Prepson, one word. You can find the show on Instagram, YBE MMA Podcast, as well as Teespring. Teespring.com slash stores slash YBE MMA Podcast. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Love your mothers. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.